A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to announce that my third book, Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing and cutting cords, is now available to order globally on Amazon. 
In the book, you'll learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield, and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other negative energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. When you order the book, you also get the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. And you can visit protectyourlightbook.com to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about using your voice for healing. And you may not know this about me, but my first passion was singing. For as long as I can remember, I wanted to sing, to dance, and to act. And I did that. In fact, the plan was to become a musical theater actor until I discovered that my true calling was spirituality. Now, thinking back on my childhood, I can now see that singing was just another way for expressing my spirituality. Singing and spirituality have many things in common. First and foremost, they're both healing. I sang to express my emotions, to soothe myself, to boost my confidence, and to empower others too. From a spiritual perspective, the universe is made of an ocean of vibrational frequencies and therefore sound. Therefore, when we make a sound, either through our voice or through a musical instrument, we yield powerful universal forces that help us heal and create. So in this episode of the podcast, I chat to pagan priestess and singer Flora Ware about the healing power of our voice. In the episode, Flora and I chat about our personal experiences using singing and our voice for healing, and she shares practical processes to help you claim the healing powers of your voice too. Specifically, in this episode, you'll learn the spirituality of singing and sound healing, different ways of using your voice for healing, it doesn't have to be through singing, how to practice chakra toning, and how to release negative emotions with your voice. When you're done listening to the episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know what you most enjoyed about it. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Flora Ware. Flora Ware is a ceremonial priestess, cyclic living teacher, leadership mentor, and sacred musician. As a founder of Earth Song Temple, she specializes in archetypal spirituality and embodiment, helping women hear their soul's voice and awaken the goddess within. Flora is deeply connected to her Celtic ancestral roots, having been on the path as a practicing witch since her first full moon women's circle in 1993. She lives in British, British Columbia, Canada with her wife and young wizard in training. Flora, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, George. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm so excited to chat about something that is very close to my heart, which is using our voice as an instrument for healing, as an instrument for manifestation, and also for singing. It's, it's one part of expressing ourselves. But before we get started and get into the, the juicy stuff, I just wanted to, for the people who don't know you, what was your path to doing this work and learning to use your voice as a tool for healing and manifestation? Mm, well, I, um, I, I was singing 
before I could even talk, uh, you know, as, as many young babies and children, that is the case. So I was a real vocalizer from the beginning. And uh, even by the time I was two, my mom and, and dad both say that I was, uh, you know, like other adults, their friends would come by and I would be having like extended conversations with them and even like expressing opinions and different things, you know. So I feel like I was a naturally uh, communicative and expressive kid. And thankfully, I had parents that just encouraged that and didn't, you know, tell me that I should, you know, it, it wasn't the era of children only being seen and not heard, right? Um, so I was fortunate that way. And I, I taught myself, taught myself a bit of piano. I was very musically inclined. I had a little toy piano, but I didn't start studying music uh, formally until I was a teenager. And um, after high school, I was studying theater and dance and music because I, I just loved musical theater and I really wanted to be on Broadway, um, you know, that kind of dream. But what, what happened was that then after I finished my music uh, diploma, my, that college program where I, I focused on the voice, was that I discovered sound healing. And I discovered that whole world of using the voice for, for healing and for the, like in a spiritual context, crystal singing bowls and, um, you know, tuning forks and just all that, all that kind of thing. And I studied with Jonathan Goldman at his Healing Sounds Intensive in Colorado. And now this was back in 2004 now. And I came back from that intensive, that training, vibrationally changed. <laughs> I like completely had gone through an attunement. And I was living in Vancouver at that time, which is our biggest city, but even by global standards, it's a fairly small city, but I couldn't, I couldn't handle being in the city anymore. I couldn't, I could hear the EMF. I could just like feel all of the vibrations and the frequencies. So I moved to the mountains <laughs> and I just like got really back to nature. And so really since that time now, we're, we're still talking another 15 years, I learned to shift from using my voice as an entertainer to using my voice as a, in a spiritual ceremonial aspect, using my voice as a priestess. And really it's only been in the last five years that I've fully aligned with that path and have come to, to see how I use my voice and how I can also guide others in using their voice in our spiritual practices, in making magic. And that there's just a whole other world out there. There was a whole other world out there for me for, as a singer to use my voice in this different way. <laughs> That is so interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm so like like hooked into what you're saying right now because I've been a singer myself, a musical theater actor. I've been using my voice to entertain, and I found this. I mean, in this stage in my spiritual path, where I'm like, you know what? I love performing. I love singing to entertain. But how can I make this more spiritual? How can I bring? singing and my voice into spirituality and I just don't know how <laughs> like I can see I, I hear people chanting I'm not attracted to that I, there are so many different ways to go about it so 
what I would like you to, to, to do right now is just share a little bit of what are the different ways we can use our voice in our spirituality for healing, for manifestation, for whatever it is we're working on. It could be like for sound healing, it could be for chanting, it could be for singing. So what are those different ways? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love that you brought out, like brought up what you're resonant with, you know, and, and that we, we can try on practices, but when we just know like, yeah, that's, that's not for me. I mean, sometimes we do need to try it a couple of times to see if it really is or not, but um, you know, for me, I do love chanting. And so I love chanting. I love writing my own songs, uh, devotional chants. Um, it, I've written a lot of devotional chants purely out of need. Like I'm not finding a song for spring equinox that I really love. So I guess I have to write it. So, you know, uh, necessity being the mother of all invention. Um, but aside from that, uh, we can use our voices really just in like speaking out loud when we are in a ritual. Um, you know, even if, if you're a solo practitioner, you may have just fallen into that, the habit of, of being very silent in your practice. Like I know that I did for a while, it was just like a silent practice. I would ground, I would meditate, I would be doing the ritual all in silence. And so I, you know, I want to inspire the listeners to think, well, what could you say out loud when you're in your own ritual? Do you want to cast the circle by speaking out loud, calling the directions, calling in the elements, whatever it is? Is there a particular deity that you're working with? Or do you want to invite and really welcome in your, your spirit team, your, your guardian angel or an ancestor that you're working with, whatever, like speak, speak them, speak their name out loud. And if there's something that you are releasing, that you're, you're in a banishing ritual, like let it out, let it go through your voice, even just with sound, like growling, humming, sighing, blah, right? Like be expressive because our throat chakras are that center for expression. So use it, express it, what it is that you're trying to make uh, the magic ritual around, or if you're calling in, right? If you're doing an attraction or a manifesting, like say it out loud, what it is that you're calling in. You can, we can use our voices in, in so many ways, truly. I love that. So we've got speaking out loud, we've got singing, we've got chanting, we've got humming, I guess, screaming and just letting it all out. I remember when I was a kid, I uh, I just wanted to scream because I was holding so much inside. And I remember feeling so liberated when I finally did. And now with my clients, sometimes I'm like, I can feel them like holding so much tension here. I'm like, just let it all out. Just scream it all out. And they feel so like uh, empowered and um, liberated after that. And something that I do in my own practice as well is I use singing for space clearing, like using my voice to like clear uh, the energy of, of a person over a house uh, in general, such powerful mm -hmm. ways. And do you know what I found, Flora? Is that because you're a Celtic uh, priestess, I'm a Greek pagan priest, we, we both connected with our roots. And what I found is that my spiritual practice before going into paganism, before returning back to it, was silent like yours. And then as soon as I stepped into my pagan traditions, I was encouraged to speak up and to, to sing the hymns to Apollo, for example, or to speak up the Orphic hymns to the different gods. And I found it challenging at first, even though I, I was a singer, I'm like, 
I, I don't feel comfortable like speaking ceremony out loud. And then it re- I realized, you know what? There's something behind that. So mm. why do you think there has been a shift away from speaking out in general, not just in ceremony from the ancient times until now, the modern times? What has, what has silent us, silenced us? Patriarchy. <laughs> I was fishing for that word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me think. What's happened? Patriarchy. Um, It's so true. And I love that you bring bring that up because we look at we can look at at all the world's religions and 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 or or origin myths, indigenous cultures, and so many of them begin with sound, even in the Bible. In in the beginning, there was the word, and the word was God. Right. Or or in the Upanishads, the sacred Hindu text, Om, the sacred vibration of consciousness that then from formlessness into form, the the Australian aboriginals the you know, it's a cross cultural all around that there there was a deep understanding of we had a deep understanding of how sound creates. It creates real life. It created reality. There was a, like our sound that can create, again, that, that movement from formlessness into form. And whether it was, you know, the spoken word of God or an understanding of vibrational frequencies that we, um, that I think we just, yeah, we just naturally understood that. And that's why, yeah, it, our, our ancient ancestors um, would not only use their voices, but many instruments in a, a kind of spiritual ceremony. There would be drumming, there would be rattles, there would be any number of instruments as well as voices in, in that act of devotion. And then, as we all know, there became this, you know, bid for power and this the split and the, you know, the the great forgetting and the and the the illusion that we needed someone to intermediate between us and our relationship with the divine, just, you know, not across the board, but pretty much. And so then it was like only the priest would speak or only the, you know, only the head person. And so they literally taking away our, you know, our, con- that personal connection through our voices. I mean, of course, I, 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 in the Christian tradition, they were still encouraged to pray, but even praying is often um, portrayed as like whispering, like very quiet, like, I'm just going to whisper my prayer, <laughs> you know, instead of like speaking it out loud and, and really being clear in what you are praying for. So this is a, there's a huge wounding for many of us if not all of us around our throat chakra in it, it, do we feel safe to express what it is that we are our truth or what we believe or, you know, what it is that we are t- desiring wanting to manifest, like, is it safe to speak it out loud? And then when you get into singing, Oh boy. I mean, how many of us were told to, that we didn't have nice voices and to be quiet and, or, you know, like, or really insulted with our singing voices at a, at a vulnerable age, usually, that then we just shut down, shut up. And particularly, I find in women, you know, just with the, the oppression is to be silent and to just keep quiet and smile 
And so there's, yeah, George, there's just so many reasons. And this is part of the great healing of our voices is goes beyond just our spiritual relationship, but it's really, it's so healing and empowering on many, many levels. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I love that you mentioned that about uh, praying and the different ways of praying across cultures. Because something that I learned as well in my Greek pagan training was that in Christianism, it's all about looking downwards, being humble, whispering the prayer and just like begging for, for, for something. Whereas mm. what I learned that the ancient Greeks never begged or asked for something. They thanked for the provision of something. And the prayer was always looking upwards, extending the hands up to the gods and then speaking uh, the, the gratitude essentially out loud. So it's interesting how this shift, this wounding, this losing of our voices happened uh, and exp was expressed in so many different ways. It was embodied in a way, but also silenced in other ways too. And talking about the, uh, the ancientness, if that is a word, of, of using sound for creation, I was recently reading the, the Kibalion which is an ancient text. Uh, well, it's a rendition of an ancient text uh, of the ancient Hermeticists, which is a philosophical school that originated in ancient Greece and Egypt. And the word, it's a Greek word, kimvalion, which means symbol, which is a drum. <laughs> it's a symbol drum. So essentially, it was believed by the Hermetists that the world was created, the universe was created with a seven main sounds. There were seven sounds that uh, vibrated the seven laws of the universe upon which the Kibalion is based on. So it's so interesting that essentially everything is sound. Everything is vibration. Everything is moving and everything has a frequency. So how wonderful to be able to access that with our voice and use it to create. So speaking of that, so you spoke about using our voice for healing and manifestation. So how can we use it for healing? Let's start there. Mm. Well, I love that you brought that up, especially because I have a deep connection to sevens. <laughs> and we see that too, these like repeated patterns and things that come up that that call to us. Because one of the first, the, the first way that I was actually ever sharing or teaching this material was through chakra toning and the seven you know, the seven chakras and the, you know, and the, the vowels or the frequencies that can connect to them. And, you know, I've since developed that work into like the seven primary archetypes, feminine archetypes, 
I haven't yet spent the time yet to, you know, make the correspondences with the sacred masculine archetypes, but the 777 is, is just so big for me. So yeah, it is. Everything's vibration. So in terms of healing, it really comes from that, that premise of that everything is vibration. And if there is an illness, a disease, or even if there's just an imbalance, you know, it's an imbalance. There's an imbalance somewhere and what kind of frequencies or vibration, what would need to support that, whatever it is, to come back into a balance, to come back into harmony, um, which is also a musical word, right? Harmony, um, when things like sound beautiful together, um, or not even necessarily beautiful, but that they, they work together, right, in that harmony. So using our voices for our own healing, well, again, on a very basic level that we can do every day is speaking our truth, right? And yes, there can be better situations or, or to, to speak up or not. There's, we still can have discernment and we can still choose to, um, you know, it's not like we always have to speak up in the very moment of that, but that a general uh, living your life that you are not hiding who you are, what you think, what you believe, or speaking up for things like just that kind of vocal vocal health on a very spiritual level cannot be undervalued, right? So I'm just going to say that right now, start speaking your truth and that the healing that, you, you know, people experience from that is profound, but in a more, I guess, focused way uh, and in a personal practice, I really love the toning. The chakra toning is a great way to start. Um, but even if you don't feel, I don't know, comfortable with with chakras, you're going to think about toning and to all toning is, is long, like sustained vowel sounds. All it is like a, ah, uh, that's a tone. It's so anyone can do it. You don't need to, it's not about hitting the right note. It's not about having a beautiful singing voice. We need to let go of all of that conditioning um, around our voice and to sit with yourself and in a meditative state and in a, in, you know, in a grounded you've grounded your energy, we can tone just what intuitively, what we feel like our body needs to support us in coming back into balance. Often, again, I'll come back to that tried and true process of like releasing first, releasing to then receive something. So we can use our voices, we can, we can tone low for the lower chakras. And then the middle of our range is usually like, it's very much connected to our heart. And then the higher notes are our upper chakras. But again, you don't need to understand music or have a trained singing voice to be able to do this. Just into begin to intuitively explore with toning um, in your own practice and and letting yourself be guided, letting yourself be guided to what you feel like you need today. And maybe it does turn into some growls or howls or shouts or to let it out. And, or it could, you could surprise yourself and find yourself like beautiful, high angelic notes singing while you receive beautiful downloads from your spirit team. You don't know what's going to happen when you open your voice and you start using your, using your your voice as your most personal and powerful instrument for your healing and magic making. Wow, this is so groundbreaking for me right now because although 
When, when, when I sing, it's, it's I'm very structured in my approach of like, this is a song I need to learn today for my singing class. I'm just sit, like sitting down, listening to it, and then practicing it. I've never actually allowed myself to do like inspired singing, like let myself just create sounds and just tone the different like parts of my voice. I'm like, that's so interesting because I remember now, whenever I do my, my vocal exercises to warm up, I always like feel aligned. I can feel my energy shifting. I'm like, well, I'm actually toning right now. I'm just realizing this right now. I'm toning without even knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And you know what, George, I was the same way because I came from studying singing formally. I actually started with Italian opera, <laughs> by the way, just, you know, to challenge myself. Um, and then the Broadway, the musical theater, then I really got into jazz. I, you know, the American songbook. Um, I, and, and, and I, and I was a, a good singer. I was a good singer. I, I was a very good interpreter of music, other people's music. Right. So it took, it was a process for me. Um, to to free my voice to tone and sound and sing intuitively as well it is it's entirely different so I love that you're having this moment because you're realizing wait a minute I'm doing that I didn't even realize I was doing that when I was warming up what would happen if I actually sat down and started doing some of that in my you know in your meditation in your practice yeah <laughs> I'm actually meeting my singing teacher for coffee tomorrow. I'm definitely going to bring this up and have a conversation about it. Now, my final question has to do with manifestation. So mm. we know how to start using our voice for healing. There are so many different ways, but tuning is a great way to start with. But how about manifestation? How can we use our voice to manifest something? Okay, so I don't know how this started, but you know the, the tradition of like when you blow your, your birthday candles out and you make a wish and it's like, you're not supposed to tell anyone. Like, how did this happen, right? Because <laughs> we need to tell people what we're wishing. We need to, we need to, again, like shout it from the rooftops. This is what I'm wanting to create. Now, again, to be fair, we're not meant to share our dreams with everyone because there are many occasions where we do need to keep that private and we don't want to talk to people who are going to say, well, that's a ridiculous idea or whatever it is, right? Shoot us down. But so just the, all the little ways that, again, we've been conditioned to be silenced and like, you know, shh, don't talk about that. No, start talking about that. Even if it begins with, with yourself and like a journaling practice. And again, this isn't, typically voice, right? But you are expressing, you are at least admitting this is what I'm wanting to manifest and I'm writing it down, right? That kind of thing. But I do, I, there is power in speaking it out loud to at least one person, one trusted person, right? And saying, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm wanting to manifest. This is what I'm thinking that I could have this done by this time. You know, like, you know, putting it, putting it on a, on a dream line, right? A timeline for your dreams. Put your dreams on a dream line. Speaking it out loud. And, and, and I, I certainly know that for entrepreneurs who are constantly evolving, like what we offer or what we do, and we're also given the opportunity a lot in our society of being asked, what do you do? So what do you do? <laughs> right? We all get asked that question. This is your opportunity to start 
speaking into a new reality for yourself too, if you're willing, if you're brave enough. Next time you have that opportunity, instead of your usual answer of like, oh, well, this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. Why not start speaking into what it is that you are working towards or what you are wanting to do, right? Just speak it out loud, make it real, and use the magic uh, vibrations of your voice to bring it into your reality. I gotta say, this tool, especially like speaking out our desire, is so powerful. I wanna share a quick story. So over the past year and a half, I've been doing a practice with my best friend. So every morning, we send each other a voice message on WhatsApp, talking about our desire for the future, but in the past tense. And therefore said, so I already have this whatever it is. And then you create a story about it and you just add to it every single day. So a year later, we just like both had this realization that everything we talked about a year before had already manifested because we spoke it out loud. So it's definitely a very powerful way to go about it. Exactly. Yay. <laughs> so Flora, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I loved all that we talked about and I can't wait for people to experience your magic. Can you please let everyone know where they can get in touch with you and how they can work with you? Yes, absolutely. So um, you can find me at floraware.ca. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, of course. And um, yeah, I would love it if you're interested in, in some deeper archetypal work as well. Um, I have a free quiz. You can find out what is your strongest archetype. And you can also look at that too as, is this a naturally expressive archetype? What kinds of things you know, does your strong archetype want to express in this world? And um, you know, really, yeah, there's just, there's so much to explore and play with. So thanks again, George. It's been a real pleasure to be here and, and to talk about this subject. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, all the links will be in the show notes below so that everybody can access them. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.